Hello and welcome to Blogging Business Owner. I'm your co-host Anna, and I'm your co-host Chaitanya. Thanks for joining us today uh, on this podcast. Today we'll talk about how to write a welcome email. And as a disclosure,、uh, we might embed some affiliate links, and you're welcome to use them.、Um, just know that some of these links might be affiliates. You know how important it is to have. Email marketing in your strategy mix. In a self-declared largest study of blogging,、uh, it was recognized that big bloggers make most of, or not most, but they make a lot of their money from their emails, and that's because after five hundred thousand page views per month, they sort of plateau. And so it's important for them to have an email list that they can go back to, build connections, and make sales. And so that's why it's important to have an email list. But the first interaction is really one of the most important,、um, as you may know、uh, from your own experience. When you sign up for a newsletter, you're usually pretty excited about what you just did, and At least for me, I'm looking forward to an email from that person in my inbox instantly, not you know a few days from now. And I really want to know when I'll be hearing from them. What are the subjects? What am I getting that is so special to for them to have my email、uh, in in return? And so I know that that's something that I look forward to. And in my perspective, that first email is a really important email, but also it might be the hardest one to write because at that point you might think I have nothing to say. And so we want to help you write that first email and make sure that you. You keep、um, those subscribers. Yeah,、uh, I I feel like a welcome email is、uh, a really important step that you can take to establish your first connection with your audience.、Uh, usually, when I sign up for a newsletter, I I am expecting a welcome email, which tells me、uh, about the frequency that they are gonna、uh, send me updates on. Also, like、uh, the topics and. Uh, other resources that I could look at, like because I may have missed out some of the content that was sent earlier in the newsletter. I also like to see a short list of previous interesting posts that will introduce me to their content.、Uh, I think that's why the welcome email is important. Other than that, I think I would also like to see a short bio sometimes、uh, about the person, like what they do, if they wanna be open about it. And how does that help them write more content? And how does that make them more knowledgeable about the subject itself? So I think those are some of the things I look at when I look at a welcome email. Yeah, I think the other part of that is that I I tend to read a lot of emails, like newsletters, and just like subscribe emails, right? And I have found that I do tend to look for a level of authenticity in those emails. So, for example, if I, if it's an influencer or you know someone who is known for their work, and I'm familiar with their work, I am looking forward to building a more intimate relationship with that influencer by getting some insider knowledge and getting to know them a little better.、Uh, there is a 
newsletter that I very much enjoy reading on Fridays. And the writer who writes this is um, his comedic level or his humor transfers very well from his podcast to his books, to his articles, to his newsletters. And it's important for me for that to be the case uh, because I I don't want to sign up for a newsletter and then, you know, have an experience of, you know, getting a ghostwriter. I know that I, you know, I go on several blogs and most of the time I'm signing up for newsletters because it's important for me to understand the businesses more. But I found this one where um, there was a, I think it was a man who had a blog who, that was very informative. Uh, It was, you know, the design was really, you know, professional looking on his website. And I signed up for his email. In his very first email, it started off by asking for a donation, maybe within the first two or three lines. And then later on, he talked, he only talked about all the ways that I could give him views, like listen to my podcast, listen, you know, sign up for this, sign up for that. These are all my affiliates. And it ended again with, and please, you know, give me a donation. I, I let that pass um, just because I kind of thought, okay, that that's kind of a, maybe that was, you know, a draft that unintentionally got published or something. And then I got the same exact email about two or three more times within a one to two week span. And I was so over it. I, I just unsubscribed because there there was no value in that. I mean, other than him, you know, making money, it almost came off scammy. <laughs> and I, I didn't know if it was a scam because everything else seemed so legit. Uh, but you know, those welcome emails are very important. And some people might have, you know, the tolerance that I have, but I don't, I don't think most people do. I think most people will, you know, become a cold subscriber or just unsubscribe on the first one because they might not even, you know, remember that they signed up for that newsletter. Yeah. And uh, thanks for sharing uh, with us a bad experience you had with the newsletter. I can totally see that that would like put off anyone who is like, trying to subscribe to their newsletter and they're just like spamming content that no one really wants to uh, subscribe to. So uh, I definitely get the vibe there. Um, I want to also like dive into some of the reasons that we would look at uh, that are that make welcome welcome emails really important. The first uh, most important reason for having a good welcome email is that Welcome emails usually have really high open rates. By really high means like uh, about 60% of the people usually end up opening their welcome emails. So this gives you a very uh, good opportunity to actually connect with your subscriber, with your audience, set expectations and tell them about yourself and actually engage with them and build a connection so that they will look at your future emails. Right. And for someone who's new to writing newsletters or email marketing, 60% might not feel like that high, but it really is, especially compared with other emails that are then sent after. They're actually opened 85% compared to subsequent emails. 
So it's it's very important to gain that attention within that first email. And, you know, 60%, that's, you have a huge chance, you know, more than half to grab attention and to have a captivated audience. Now, subscribers do expect welcome emails. And if you fail to send that first welcome email, it can look badly on you uh, because people are expecting that email. I mean, just think about, you know, your personal experience with subscribing to something. Most people don't have, you know, the like the practice that I do of subscribing to a ton of emails. Uh, So when people do subscribe, they really do mean to get that content and to read that content and are heavily invested. I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm just saying that I'm, I'm more willing to sign up for an email. Whereas most people, they usually don't give up that information, you know, as readily as, as I would. So it's important for you to captivate your subscribers with those first welcome emails. But the most important thing is to send that first email, to go ahead and schedule it, sit down and start writing that email. Also, like I mentioned earlier, if you have a welcome email, uh, it usually boosts the open rate of all the future emails that you're going to send to your subscribers. So as I said earlier, you're building a valuable connection, a valuable engagement with your audience. And this is really compelling for your subscribers to come back to your emails and actually like go through them whenever they hit their inbox and they can read through them. So it's generally observed that uh, subscribers who get a welcome email are 40% higher or more likely to read all your future correspondences. Now, 40% is a lot. Yeah, I would agree, especially if, you know, if if you're new or they're new to your email list or if you haven't gotten as much publicity as big bloggers, 40% is really a big deal. Um, And having 40% of your subsequent emails being read, it really gives you an opportunity to make sales, to build connections and make money uh, ultimately. So the time that you spend creating an excellent welcome email is really an investment into your business. Don't don't look at it as time wasted. Even if you're just thinking about it and, and haven't really written something, but you're thinking about how to format it, that's still an investment of your time. This podcast is an investment of your time, and, and we're glad that you're spending it with us. Now, here's some benefits of, of your email. As we said, you know, you can make money. You have, it does have a reasonable conversion rate, more so than other tactics for making sales. Sending a welcome email will prevent that low open rate. Now that we know why we want to have a welcome email, let's discuss how we'll write a really engaging welcome email. The first step that you want to take while writing a welcome email is to introduce yourself. Uh, You want to set expectations, tell them about your brand, tell them about your previous posts, uh, give them more info about yourself so that you can uh, build a connection or and have more engagement with your audience. Also, like if you have a really good introduction about yourself and about your newsletter, the, subs- the subscriber will be compelled to keep on reading your uh, future emails. And by no means do you have to put your, you know, your portfolio out there on the first email. Uh, You 
can briefly state uh, what your brand is and how you're coming across with just a simple uh, sentence or two. And if they want to find out more, go ahead and link your about me page. I think that's a great tactic to get people to your website, which is ultimately what you want them to do. So it don't worry too much about this step. We will give you examples, but let's cover the basics first. You want to set expectations also. Expectations can range. Expectations can be how often you'll be sending your email, maybe when you will be sending it. That that could be something you might want to do. It could even be correspondence. So how the subscriber gets to speak with you, the writer. You might be someone who engages a lot with email and who is readily available to have back and forth conversations. And you might even encourage something like reply to this email and, you know, so forth, a prompt. That's up to you. Build those expectations, have your boundaries, make sure that you're clear with what you're going to be giving out so that there is uh, a relationship that's being built uh, while you're still, you know, maintaining your business. So be very clear about what you're willing to do and not. One more thing to consider while you're writing your welcome email is like you want to share some helpful resources uh, with your audience. This could be something uh, like a link to your website, a link to your previous posts, uh, or if you have a store or if you're selling products or services, then you may want to tell them about the products that you think your subscribers will like. It may be also a good opportunity for you to share some coupons so that they get hooked onto your products and services. That's a good way uh, to engage with your audience and they'll also get to know you more through your products and services. Also, like if you are actually selling products and services, so at, at then the welcome email is the point where you want to actually show your products and services to the subscribers. So I think that's why you should probably include them in your welcome email. Now, if you have a large and varying audience, or I should say topics, then you want to make sure that you're segmenting your email, your first email, as well as all the other ones. I can tell you that from personal experience, I found uh, a blogger who had a post that was awesome. It was so good. It was about blogging and it taught me so much. And I was just so excited about the content. And and that was my first interaction uh, with with the content. And so I signed up for the email and I was so happy. When I started to get her emails, she started sending me coupons of dog treats, which I was so confused as to why I was getting stuff about dog treats and and dog grooming. So I went over to her blog and I spent a little bit more time and her blog is actually about a bunch of things. (laughs) But uh, a big part of that was uh, dogs. So it seemed like this blogger was just touching on many different topics, mostly leaning on dogs, but a lot of topics. And I had to unsubscribe because I I don't have a dog and I really don't have, you know, I, I I don't want my email to be cluttered. You know, I really do treasure that time that I'm reading and I had to unsubscribe. So even from that first email, you want to set 
you want to give helpful resources for the people that you're targeting and whoever signed up for that. If you have a resource library, go ahead and put that on there. I mean, that might even be a hook as to why people want to sign up for your email. It might be to get access to that resource library. It also means that you need to keep it stocked. <laughs> uh, some people rely on the business of giving coupons or deals. And so you want to make sure that you're disclosing those and making sure that you're giving someone you know, value in that op- in that first email. It might even be giving them a coupon or a discount on something on that first email if that's, you know, what it is. So just be clear as to what your business is about, what value your subscribers are getting from that email. What resources are you going to sign up for? I have plenty of emails that I sign up for where all I'm interested in is the intellect they don't give me any stats. They don't te- They don't really, well, I guess they teach me something, but uh, it's more about how a person experiences and how they interpret certain things. And for me, that for some of the emails that I sign up for, that's the value that I'm getting. And for them to write an awesome email that really expresses how that value is going to be communicated is important for me. So just make sure that you keep in mind why you're writing this email and who you're writing it to. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Uh, We'll give you some examples shortly. I'm going to suggest that you put this part at the end of your email to whitelist you, uh, but you're free to do, you know, whatever's going to work for you. But whitelisting you is adding your email to a contact list. And the reason you want to ask your subscribers to do that is because you don't want to end up in spam. So a lot of times you might look at your subscribers and see that there's a lot of unreads or unopens. It might be an indication that you're landing in the spam folder. So in your email, wherever you put it, I suggest at the end, make sure that you ask people uh, to add you to your contacts or to whitelist you. Also, like one of the important resources that you can share with your subscribers in your welcome email is your uh, links to your social accounts. So some of the subscribers might be actually interested in following you on different platforms to keep up with your newsletter uh, and uh, sharing your social media in your welcome email is an important way uh, to communicate your social media profiles to your users. For example, like Uh, There might be some user who may want to follow your uh, newsletter primarily through Twitter. So if you have a Twitter link in your welcome email uh, and you publish on Twitter with uh, with your every subsequent uh, newsletter email, then they would prefer to maybe follow you on Twitter and also look at your different other viewpoints on Twitter. So I think that's really important. Uh, to have your social media on your welcome email. Now, while you're trying to promote your social media uh, in your welcome email, there's different ways you could do that. You could have a call to action for your subscribers to add you on each of these social media platforms and have these platforms listed as links in your welcome email. You could also try to have images. Uh, I feel like it might get a little cluttered if you have too many social media platforms over there. But if you have smaller images, that might be a good idea. You could have a link tree um, for a 
link tree of uh, links to your social media profiles and you could also direct them to your about me page from your blog or from somewhere else that you want to share with them um I'm assuming that you have your social media listed on your about me page. And one trick that you can do is that you can get software that are click trackers. And that way, you know, you start to piece together how are people finding you? If it's from your email that then they found your social media, I mean, my guess is that you have really great branding and you have really great marketing because they found you at your core, which is your email, and then went off to your social media rather than the other way around. And so those are probably the subscribers that are, you know, your your biggest supporters. And, and those are people that you want to listen uh, from. Just a plug, <laughs> you can do that with ConvertKit. I think you need a paid plan. Uh, but you can definitely do that. And um, I've seen newsletters where the writer will say, uh, I want to know what you're most interested in. And then they'll just list uh, affiliate marketing, uh, influencers, writing blogs, you know, whatever. And then they say, just let me know, you know, click on the link. It really helps me out. And then as a subscriber, I go and then I click the link that I'm, you know, more interested in. It guides me to either a catalog of articles that have been written in that uh, in that category or to a specific article that they've chosen for me. And so they, they get so you as uh, the writer would get two benefits. One, there's someone that came into your website, which is the step that you need. And two, now you know what that person is specifically looking for. And so it, it makes it easier to segment. It makes it easier to target. And there's just so many benefits. Uh, I love what Chaitanya said about, you know, adding an image at the bottom. So you might need a template for that. And uh, for newsletters, you definitely want to have, you know, templates. I think that that would be great. We're talking about initial emails, which, uh, you know, it, it kind of it's up to you if you want that to be a template, too. Usually they're not. Usually they're plain text. And so you might just include uh, like an HTML tag right at the bottom with the social medias. Uh, you can also have software like uh, Cloud HQ that uh, embeds pictures and buttons. And I think even now you can do it on Google. I also found this really cool trick. I don't know if it's a trick, but where they shorten the word, the social media platform into two letters. So YouTube is YT, Twitter is TW and so on. And they just shorten those and they list them at the bottom and they don't have any pictures, but you know, we understand what they're trying to say and it, it doesn't seem exhaustive. So you can do that also, you know, whatever it is, it, um, you do have to take into account of, you know, where do you want them to go after this? Um, and, and what do you want them to know about you? So I love all the options, you know, sending them to social media, sending them to your about me page. Even sending them to your contact me page if, you know, you don't want them to hit reply uh, because, you know, that's just a boundary that you have. And so all these are really great calls to actions and just additional resources that 
people are going to look for either way. And if enough people are asking you, you know, to, to learn more about where they can get regular content from you, it's a great idea for you to, to share that with them. So as we talked about earlier, sometimes you might offer an incentive to get an email. Most people say that is the easiest, maybe not easiest, foolproof way to getting an email address, to getting a subscriber. Uh, I haven't been in the industry enough to know if that's true. My hunch is that it's not. Uh, But either way, we've all been in a position where we've gone to a website and we have been you know, into a downloadable, a printable, uh, you know, whatever it is that they're offering if you give them your email address or if you become a subscriber. So in your welcome email, you want to make sure that you're delivering whatever you promised. So if you said you're going to have access to my resource library, you need to embed that into that welcome email. If you said that they would be getting a downloadable they need to get it. You know, it's better if it's automatic, which you can do for free with ConvertKit. uh, But it's important that you deliver whatever you said you were going to give them. They have to get in that first email or else you're going to get a bunch of, you know, unsubscribes and cold subscribers um, after that. And so you you don't want to do that. Uh, So make sure you deliver whatever incentive you promised. All right, so now we're going to go through a welcome email. This is an example. You can get this email by signing up to my newsletter, which you can find on vloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. So you can receive this email and, and any updates that I might make to it. You know, just if you subscribe now, you'll receive this email. And, you know, later on, welcome emails always kind of change. And so we'll be sure to keep you updated. If that's what you, you know, wish, let us know. So the first part, like we said, is an introduction. So when you open that email, you want to make sure that you greet your new subscriber, whatever that means. I know that there are, I know of one blogger who never puts a greeting. She just goes right into what she's talking about. Uh, And that's, that's the way that she talks to subscribers and we're used to it, right? Because that's how she wrote her books, how she writes her uh, blog posts. It's just straight to the point. But, you know, you want to greet your subscribers, whatever that means to you and your audience. Most people is going to be a hello, a welcome, something like that. And you want to make sure that you are also being mindful of the tone that you're using, most of us is going to be casual. This first email is probably not going to be informative. I mean, it will be informative later on, but usually that open is not, you know, it doesn't have to be like super formal unless that's the tone of voice that you're using. So in my email, you'll find that I open with welcome. It's good to have you here. So the tone is warm. It's welcoming. And it's very casual. And I let you know exactly how I feel. And that was super short. Welcome. It's good to have you here. And now for a break. Stay with us. Hey, it's Anna. And the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com newsletter. 
My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. The Blogging Business Owner Newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Hey, it's Anna, and I want to personally invite you to try the ConvertKit free plan. It's time to tackle email marketing the right way. Go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. ConvertKit will help you start your mailing list in no time. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. Yeah. Next, you want to share with your subscribers the frequency that you'll be communicating with them. That is a really important thing. Uh, thing to do to set your expectation and set the frequency in a welcome email so for example like uh, you could have a sentence that talks about frequency like every week we will share all things related to owning and managing an online business or an online blogging business so you'll receive an email from me each time the blog is published so this is basically like summing up your frequency, telling them that uh, the newsletter stays in sync with the blog. So you're kind of update, up to date with the blog itself. And you're telling them that you they will get uh, email each week. So they, it won't be probably too spammy for them. And uh, they will know uh, what to expect. Yeah, I like that example. It was very short and those Three sentences, you told me what I'm expecting, when I'm expecting it, and you know, and then the section ends with, you can read more on my about page. And that just says, you know, if you're interested and you want to stop right here, that's, that's okay. Just click the link. It's okay for them to go to your website at that point. That That's, I mean, that's really good because this welcome email, you're making, you know, you're giving, 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 and then at the end, you're going to ask for something, right? But at the same time, you're also pitching. You're also promoting yourself. You're promoting your brand. And if they go on to that About Me page, it does give, uh, we can't assume that they just enjoy your email so much that they're ready to make that commitment to go onto your website, look at a couple of pages, read your uh, content rather than reading the rest of this email. And maybe they'll come back to the email and see what else they missed. Anyway, I love the way that that was put. It was so simple. It was so short. And the way that we put it, uh, you will receive an email from me each time a blog is published. Also gives us as content creators that... Uh, wiggle room of not sending an email every Friday or every Monday. We're not tied to an actual timeline. We're just saying every time we have a blog post, we're going to share it with you. That's going to be every week, but we're not, you know, we still have that freedom of saying, you know, sending something on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever we we pick and we don't have to, you know, disclose, send out emails and say, now we're going to be changing our day to Thursday or, you know, and spamming them like Chaitanya was saying. 
The next part is you want to give those resources. So you want to say what you're going to be giving and what the benefit of your email is all about, because really they can find out more about your business from your website, but your email is something that is special, right? Not everybody uh, gets to be on this email list, right? So you can then say, just like we put in, in our welcome email is what I can do for you. Bullet points. I can show you how to earn money. Very direct. I share and teach strategies and resources that have saved me hours and stress on how to run an online blogging business, saving you time and money. Okay, so this is a huge hook. It's very direct and it's telling you what you're going to be getting by being a subscriber. We go on to say all of the different subscription levels that you can have with this newsletter. There's free subscription, which you receive a regular boost with each newsletter straight to your inbox. So that's the benefit for free subscribers. We have paid subscribers. And as a paying subscriber, you will receive free Canva templates. And then we have the third, which is a founding member and a founding member, member, sorry, is someone that pays an annual fee on a one-time sum. And a founding member, they get the podcast commercial free. So those those are actually things that we put on our uh, welcome email. And those are things that we, you know, that we uh, deliver on. You can choose, you know, what you're going to be delivering. If it's that freebie, you can add a line about, you know, you uh, check your attachments or whatever it is. Uh, if it's access to your resource library, you might give the code if it's, you know, password protected. So there's different ways that you um, that you can do this. Just make sure that you deliver. Now, we're going to go on to the signature in just a bit. But before we do that, I do have, I do put a resource on here uh, for an RSS feed in case people want to read uh, the blog, you know, in a different interface. And I just embedded right after I give, you know, the perks. And you can do this too. Whatever you think is important, make sure you embed it in and really think about, do I want to put it in the top? Do I want to put it at the bottom? Do I want to put it in the middle? Usually the beginning and the ending are pretty much the most crucial parts. I put the RSS feed kind of in the middle because it's not that important. It's really, I could just delete it. Uh, but I just think some people might like to read it on different interfaces. So that's why I put it sort of in the middle, uh, just, just to have it there. Uh, but really it's not that important. So after you have covered your perks and benefits, uh, you want to move on to have some closing remarks in your welcome email. Uh, let's start with an example for that. Uh, we have an example that says, congratulations, you have taken the first step by signing up for this newsletter. Say hello to the blogging business owner community by commenting on a recent post. I promise you'll feel smarter 
act faster and make better decisions at work and in life. So the point of this uh, closing remarks is that you want to thank your subscribers. You want to set expectations with them. You want to congratulate them for actually subscribing to your newsletter and building a connection, building some engagement with you. You're also summarizing some of the benefits uh, that they will get from subscribing to your newsletter. Again, like leading towards more engagement. So in short, with your closing remarks, you're reinforcing your engagement and connection with your audience. Yeah, and I want to point out that, you know, if we were to kind of fold, if we were going to print out this welcome email, fold it in half, you will see that there is a lot of engagement that takes place at the bottom half. The top half is more so me speaking and telling you what the value, right? It's kind of promoting and selling to you. Uh, there's one link, the about me page. And then that's it. Everything else is, you know, I'm telling you the value, making sure that you understand. And then towards the bottom half, now I'm telling you, we have a podcast and there's a link. There's an RSS feed and that's a link. You can go to the recent, um, it actually says, uh, say hello to the blogging community by commenting. That's already a call to action that was kind of slipped in there to a recent post that has a link. And so there is so much engagement that's taking place because now if you are getting as a reader, if you have gotten to that line, I know you're invested. You open the email, you signed up for the newsletter, and you are already halfway in. And so at this point, you you do start, you know, to give those calls to action. Now we're going to give a really strong call to action at the end, and I'm going to point that out to you, and Chaitanya will do as well. But I just want to make sure that you understand uh, just the, the thinking behind a welcome email. Now, in the signature, this is where you're closing. <laughs> um, well, this is where you're closing. Um, we're, we just add some remarks at the end, but um, some PS, for example. But the closing is where you wrap up what your email, what your brand, what your uh, company, what you know, what you are, your your uh, business, and you want to make sure that you deliver that in you know in a in a line that is filled with value, and that communicates that branding super quick. So for us, because blogging business owner, our tagline is grow your traffic, nurture your audience, and make money, we put at the end, and I think it's pretty clever, is life is so rich, Anna. Because that can mean so many things. It can mean life is so rich, like money-wise, life can be rich health-wise, right? Um, life can be rich as far as, you know, having a successful business, uh, having, you know, having those... Um, analytics show that you're going up, you know, so there's richness in, in, in so much of this. And uh, we pack that all into those four words. And then I close with my name because I, even though we don't show our face, it is something that, you know, I, I do feel like there is a level of connection that a name brings. 
and I, I do share that connection with subscribers and I want them to know that this is really coming from me. It's not coming from a ghostwriter. It's not coming from, you know, it, it's not just like an open letter with like no, no person behind the screen. I'm like, I'm a real person and, and I'm reaching out. Now, it's really up to you if you want to put that. Um, I choose to do so. Yeah, after having your signature and closing remarks in your welcome email, we also mentioned a thing that you want to definitely include in your welcome email, which is like uh, having a call to action to whitelist your uh, newsletter uh, if you are seeing a lot of uh, unreads for your newsletter. So we want to cover an example for whitelisting your whitelisting your email address in your welcome email. It goes as some housekeeping. If you can't find the newsletter, check your spam folder and please mark this address as not spam. If the newsletter isn't in your spam folder either, you should look in the promotions tab. You can always see everything on the website. Visit blogging business owner website for full-length posts. In this last whitelist remarks, we actually have two links uh, that point back to our website. Right, so we do want to disclose, even though it sounds kind of like redundant, like if you can't find this newsletter, well, I mean, if they're reading it, they obviously found it, right? Uh, but <laughs> we, it, it's a way to teach people why it's important to be added to the contact list or the not spam. It It's different for everybody. I feel like what I actually, I know that if you use ConvertKit, they'll use a email that of, you know, of your choosing, like you can actually put your email and you can get replies to your inbox, like whatever email you use. I use Substack. And so I, there's nothing that's link to my email on that front so people can't reply to me and also i you know if if they've gotten other substack emails that they don't want then you know my email will go right into the spam folder with them so that's why i i can't put something like add me to your contacts list i have to add not spam now also think about who your audience is and how tech savvy they are because if they don't know how to add people to contacts, then you need to put not spam, right? Click the not spam button because that is so much easier. It's just right above uh, and they can just click it, right? Not spam. Making sure that you're added to the context list, that, that's a little bit more savvy. Uh, I, I don't think most people add people to their contacts list on email. They just kind of see an email and know who it's from. Uh, so it, it could be really tricky. I've seen people who add, uh, okay, <laughs> don't come for me in the comments, GIFs or GIFs or whatever it's called. Uh, and they do a whole tutorial, right? And it's just five seconds long about how to add someone on the contacts list. And I thought that was I thought that was pretty clever because that's how I found out how to add people to my contacts list. <laughs> and so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, other people might put, you know, screenshots of what that looks like. It's really up to you uh, what you want that to be like. Just remember, you know, user experience is uh, way better than having all this like tech savvy stuff. Because if that picture is not or 
or video or whatever it is is not being communicated, like it didn't download, then it, it's a big disadvantage to you because now people, you know, even if they got that first email, you know, they, they might go on not think about your email and you might end up, you know, in the spam folder or something like that. Now at the end, uh, Chaitanya pointed out that we have the website link twice. That's, that's a marketing tactic. I put it twice because I really want you to go <laughs> to the website. So th that is why it's there twice. I did word it different. So Chaitanya pointed out that the first time I allude to the uh, website, I call it website. And then the second time I call it blogging business owner. So whatever, you know, people identify the brand with, uh, you know, they can click on whatever link and I, I feel like they get to the same um, page, which is, you know, the, the, the first page or the home page of the website. Yeah. So these are the sections that you would have in your welcome email. Now let's go and revisit a frequently asked question that we get from our audience, which is how to write a welcome email subject line. Right. This is a huge question because if you don't have an eye-catching subject line, it, it could be really difficult to, to get that first email or any email really opened. Okay, let me tell you. The first people, okay, the way that people prioritize what emails they're going to open first is not by the subject line. It's by who sent it. And I think if you think about your own pattern of behavior, you'll see that that is, you know, what it is for you. So if you get an email from your boss and you get five from people that you supervise, you're probably going to open the one from your boss first to know what's going on. If I were to get, you know, an email from Chaitanya and then I have all these other newsletter emails, well, I'm going to prioritize his email because I know who it's coming from. And I know all the other people too, but I mean, the, whatever their email includes is probably not going to affect me as much as his email. So that's the first thing. If you have great branding, if you have that relationship with, with your subscribers, if you're nurturing that relationship, they're going to open your emails because of who sent it, because you sent it. Now, let's say that then they have multiple emails from people that they want to open from, right? So the priority list is not just one email, it's actually five. So five different senders. Then the subject line does matter because then they're going to look at which one is urgent. <laughs> like which one do I have that open from these priority emails? And so at that point, you do want to make sure that you are value packing that subject line. Something as simple as welcome to the blogging business owner subscriber list, something like that. I mean, that that's just like very obvious and it tells them who it's from, what it's about, uh, what did they do to get this email. At that point, your email, your, your welcome email is the first email they're receiving from you. So that might be appropriate to go ahead and put that into your subject line so they know to associate the name and, and the email and that it's not spam. Uh, so that might be really appropriate. Later on, uh, you know, your subject lines shouldn't be as 
plain, you know, like um, sending an email that says your weekly newsletter kind of gets kind of redundant, right? And other people might be using it too. So you do want to put more information into that. And you are putting that, you know, volume of information into this first email if you do write, you know, welcome to the blogging business owner uh, email address. Thank you for subscribing or, you know, something along those lines. So I would say, Make it as straightforward as possible. Uh, Make sure that you're conveying that tone of voice that you're going to carry through uh, through your entire brand. Uh, And, you know, don't 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 think about it too much. Uh, Yeah, I I don't think you should think about it too much. Don't don't think you need to be witty or um, funny or anything like that. I mean, if it comes natural to you and that's the way that your brand is working, then go ahead and do that. But, you know, if you if you make it just straightforward and let them know why they're receiving this email, what matters is that it's coming from you. And then the second thing is that, you know, what the email is about. So just make it straightforward. Your the subject line, I know, I know it's very important and I know there's a lot of emphasis that's put on subject lines. But if if you can't think of anything, Right. Welcome to the blank blank email. So now that you know about how to write a subject line for your welcome email, welcome your new subscribers with a welcome email. Share the benefits of becoming a subscriber, share your perks, share your coupons, share your products and services, and your call to actions. Your subscribers would definitely want to engage and interact with you after having such a wonderful welcome email. They are more likely to uh, engage and read your further newsletters after your welcome email. Thanks for joining us today in today's episode for how to write a welcome email. This is your co-host Chaitanya. And this is your co-host Anna. And before signing out, I want to remind you that you can find the show notes at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash show notes 23. And... Subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts. It, it really helps us out. And we want to let you know that we're coming up with an app for the website. And it, it's looking really, really great. Uh, and we want to make sure that we're giving you the convenience of, you know, getting the content in the best way possible. And I know that, you know, now that the pandemic is easing off, more people uh, are tuning in with their cell phones rather than on desktop. (laughs) During the pandemic, a lot of people were uh, on desktops and and now it doesn't happen so much. And so we think the app is really going to help. And please give us your comments. And we're so glad that you spent this time with us. All right. Thank you so much and have a great day. So as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast.